When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. Hello, everybody. Week four, here we go. Thank you for tuning in to the Destination Devies Injury Pod. I'm your host, Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy. First, I want to remind you that there is a London game this week, so get those early rosters set. Secondly, right now is a great time to inquire about any potential injury discounts on certain players. Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, etc. I'll talk about each of those players today, but those are the kinds of players you want to target if you have a pretty good sense that they will return sooner than later back to form. Uh, People make dumb decisions all the time, and right now might be a great time to pounce if a manager is panicking about those injuries. My philosophy is it's always worth inquiring. You just, you never know. Uh, you never know if you send something and they accept or, or what they might say. So if they say no, then they say no. But at least you inquired. Noteworthy from Thursday night, Tua Tagovailoa suffered his second concussion in a four-day span. Uh, very scary and showed neurological symptoms, posturing. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed anywhere from two to four weeks But we'll just have to wait and see and uh, just see how it plays out. Prayers up for him, obviously. And thankfully, he seems to be in good health, obviously, other than the concussion. Um, No spinal cord injury, uh, movement in all of his extremities. And he was able to fly, which tells you there's no intracranial hemorrhaging. So great sign, at least, you know, great sign compared to it could have been a lot worse. Uh, For the first three weeks, my injury calls on this pod have finished with 60 correct calls and 11 incorrect calls on starting or sitting these injured players. So I'm hitting at 84.5%. That's pretty high, and I doubt I'll be able to sustain that, but I'll certainly try. All right, let's dive in. So at quarterback, uh, again, for the London game, Jameis Winston, he is doubtful. Looks like it'll be Andy Dalton time. Uh, Jameis, I know he was pushing to play and practice, but he's been coming off. He's been dealing with the back fractures and then the ankle injury. And I, my gut, my gut sense here is that based on how he's played, the team is just wanting him to rest and get better. His accuracy has been a little off, a uh, little less velocity it seems in his throws. So they're probably just giving him a week or two to get back to full health. Now, I wouldn't go out and be excited about starting Andy Dalton, even for DFS, whatever it might be. Um, You know, they're they're saying Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is off the injury report. He was coming off the rib injuries, and it sounds like he's going to get some quarterback snaps and packages in there. And I just, I wouldn't trust starting Andy Dalton. If you want to, if you want to play it risky, maybe start Taysom Hill and some 
some areas where you have them at tight end. Uh, just don't know. You just don't know how much you're going to get from him. Dak Prescott, uh, as we know, he's been coming off the right thumb surgery. Uh, he's still dealing with pain and swelling and difficulty gripping and throwing. So it sounds like he's probably two to three weeks out still. Um, so just expect Cooper Rush to continue to play. And probably a week, a week seven to week eight return for Dak Prescott. Zach Wilson, he's been fully cleared from his knee injury. He had the meniscus tear um, back in preseason. He's, I want to say, six and a half, seven weeks out. So I wouldn't start him unless it's super flex. And key to note, you know, he, Zach Wilson, he tends to target the slot. And it looks like I saw some research, I think, from Matt Harmon that showed Garrett Wilson has been taking majority of the slot snaps. Um, so he's, seems like he's taken the slot role from Elijah Moore. And then we know Zach Wilson tends to throw more vertically, less checkdowns than Flacco does. So probably expect a little less running back targets here. Mac Jones, we know he's coming off the high ankle sprain. He was able to practice surprisingly on Friday, but, um, it looked like a limited practice or possibly just individual drills. It doesn't sound like he did any specific, um, team drills, I think he was listed as did not practice still. So he's out. Brian Hoyer, Hoyer will start this week. Um, I believe Mac Jones will probably return in two to three weeks or so. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Running back, Alvin Kamara. So for the London game, um, just make sure if you have Alvin Kamara, he is listed as questionable, although he's expected to play. But if you have him, I would plan to wake up early and just just double check, make sure he's active. Is he, if he's active, start him. Dalvin Cook, as we know, he was coming off that left shoulder dislocation. He's actually fully off the injury report. Um, now, I would expect him to wear the harness. He has shown in the past the ability to, to play with the harness with minimal injury risk and no issues as he plays. So um, I would expect him to fully play and, and be a good start for us this week. Um, in my mind, you know, he, he doesn't fit that definition of volatile. He's upward trending, not downward trending. And um, while he's injury prone, I would expect him to have the good ability to make it through this game without injuring himself uh, while wearing that harness. So start Dalvin if you have him. James Conner is off the injury report. Last week he was dealing with the ankle sprain. Uh, this week he popped up on the injury report with a knee sprain, but he's actually, he got a full practice in, full participation, and he's completely off the injury report. Good to go. So start James Conner. DeAndre Swift has already been listed as out. Um, I would expect for him, he's dealing with not only an ankle sprain, but also the AC joint injury. Uh, I believe the shoulder injury is the primary concern. And I, I do believe Dan Campbell in what he said. You know, he mentioned Swift could probably um, benefit from time off until after the bye week. So for him, I'm just planning on a week seven return for Swift, and hopefully he is able to return for week seven. So in the meantime, start Jamal Williams if you have him. Christian McCaffrey, he, you know, we know he has the long history in the past. You know, he's, he's popped up on the injury report and then he's expected to play, and then all of a sudden he's listed as out. So just keep a very close eye on Christian McCaffrey's status. He was a did not participate the first two days of practice and then got a limited participation in on Friday, and he's listed as questionable. The team is optimistic that he plays. The way they've talked about it sounds more like a muscle contusion than an actual strain, which he could play through more so the muscle contusion. But again, just, just keep a close eye on his status. If he's active, you start him. 
David Montgomery, he's already been listed as out. We know he has the foot injury. It's not a high ankle sprain, and apparently, reportedly, his knee is fine. Uh, But this foot injury, it could cost him week five, but I I do believe he has a potential to return week five. If not week five, then probably by week six. In the meantime, it makes Khalil Herbert a must-start. Herbert has been balling. You know, he's he's been playing extremely well when DeMont is out, so... Uh, must start for Herbert, and then just keep a close eye on Montgomery over the next couple weeks. Corderell Patterson, he is dealing with a knee injury. You know, he he played the rest of the game. He he played the entire game for week three, but he popped up on Wednesday on the injury report and was a, did not participate the first two days of practice. He got in a limited participation on Friday and is listed as questionable. If he's active, I think he start him. He has a decent matchup. Plus, the Browns will be without Miles Garrett. Um, so I, I think if he's active, you play him and just hope that he isn't limited in the game. J.K. Dobbins has been taken off the injury report. He popped up with a chest injury, uh, most likely suffered in his limited snaps in week three. I would expect more volume this week. You know, he, he played well, and he actually ran more routes than I would have expected last week. I, I think you could probably throw him in your flex this week. I, I'm still cautious with J.K. Dobbins. But given his initial usage and the fact that he didn't come out of the game with any injuries, um, other than this chest, probably more so chest soreness, I, I think you could probably play him in your flex this week. Uh, but just know, you know, if you have a good pivot, just play the pivot instead. Brian Robinson, I wanted to touch on him. Obviously, he's still out, but again, we're monitoring him for his potential return. It sounds like he will be reassessed for potential return off of the IR this week. So keep a close eye on him. Stash him if you haven't been. I, I mentioned last week to stash him, but um, you know, continue to stash him if you aren't already. At wide receiver, so we'll touch on some of the London wide receivers first. Michael Thomas has already been ruled out with a toe injury. I, you know, I hope this isn't a turf toe injury. It's on his right foot, not his left. Um, the injury that he had been dealing with in the past, the deltoid and tightrope surgeries, that was on his left side. This toe injury is on the right. Possible comp- you know, compensatory injury, not sure here. But just keep a close eye on his status. We may be without Michael Thomas for another week after this. Jarvis Landry, he's been dealing with an ankle sprain. Uh, he has been listed as questionable. Apparently, he's pushing to play, so just keep an eye on his status. One of those that, you know, if you do plan on starting Jar- Jarvis Landry, I'd, I'd probably sit him in combination with the ankle sprain plus Andy Dalton at quarterback, not Jameis. Um, I'd probably sit Jarvis Landry if you know you aren't going to wake up early to get him out of your lineup. Um, just just sit Jarvis Landry. One of the only wide receivers I'm trusting on the Saints is Chris Olave. Uh, Traquan Smith also seems like the next man up, but I just don't know if you want to start him again because it'll be Andy Dalton, not Jameis. Amon Ross St. Brown, he has already been listed as out. We know he's dealing with the high ankle injury. Now, I want to talk about high ankle injuries because I believe this one is key for you guys to hear. Typically, we see high ankle sprains occur and immediately think worst case scenario, three to five weeks of missed time, plus another three to five weeks of a production dip. That means worst case, you're probably thinking for Amon-Ra, you won't have high-end production for six to 10 weeks. I think it is important to look at the data, but also taking the data as one piece of the information while applying it clinically. The data says, on average, wide receivers with high ankle sprain miss three to five weeks and then experience close to a 15% production dip in their first month back on the field. 
this is where we need to look at it clinically because there have been multiple occurrences of a player missing zero to one week, taping the ankle up, and then you get good production within those first two to three weeks back on the field. For Amon Ross specifically, he injured his right ankle with 8.46 left in the second quarter. At that point, he had four receptions for 56 yards receiving. So the rest of the game, he only had two yard or two receptions for 17 yards. Um, now, production-wise, that sounds bad. However, the good thing to note here is that he played 57 total snaps and was even on the field for the entire last drive of the game. Uh, he missed four snaps on the drive where he got injured and then returned. And was only uh, he, uh, he was only nine total snaps off of his average for the season. So most notably on the last drive, I went back and watched it. He had two specific incidents where he got a really good release off the line of scrimmage, created a, a lot of separation, and was wide open. But Goff actually wound up targeting Josh Reynolds. It looked like he was kind of locked in on Reynolds on those. Um, so I know Amon Ra is out this week, but those factors give me hope that his absence won't be too extended potentially with a chance to return even by next week. So, you know, the one the one risk here, the last variable there that I want to talk about is kind of similar to DeAndre Swift. We, I don't have a great pulse on how the Lions are when it comes to injuries. They kind of seem more conservative. So they could wind up pulling the same, uh, you know, having that same thought as they're having with Swift of having them sit one more week, missing week five, because they have a week six bye, and just let them get close to 100%. If they do that, I, I think by week seven, we'll have a pretty healthy Amon Ross St. Brown playing out of the slot. So just keep a close eye on that over the next couple weeks. But I wouldn't listen to these knuckleheads saying that once Jamison Williams returns, Amon Ra will take a hit in value. They, they play two very different roles in this offense, and that's just a lazy narrative to hate, hate on Amon Ra. Um, he is a guy I want to target right now from a trade perspective because if there is any sort of injury discount whatsoever that you can get on him, you know, a lot of people panic on those high ankle sprains. I do believe once he returns, I do believe he'll have a pretty good uh, return from a production standpoint. It's not like he's a speedy wide receiver. He's more of a tactician, and uh, those typically have a better chance of returning to prior level. For this week specifically, uh, you know, with Amon Ross St. Brown out and DeAndre Swift out, we probably could look towards Josh Reynolds and, and DJ Chark. It seems like um, it seems like Reynolds may have a little bit of a boost compared to Chark. However, both are coming off ankle sprains, both listed as questionable, and, and both only got limited practices in this week. So kind of a coin flip. I Honestly, oddly enough, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Khalif Raymond outscored both of them out of the slot. So just kind of a coin flip for starting all those guys. Chris Godwin, we know he's coming off the hamstring strain. He's listed as game time, a game-time decision. There's a chance he returns this week. I think he's a risky play if he returns this week, but if they clear him, um, I would expect close to full snaps for him. Um, I, I more so believe Chris Godwin will return week five. Julio Jones, he's also a game-time decision, and for fantasy purposes, even if Julio is active, I would sit him until we just see him make it through a full game. The way the coach described his situation, it sounds like, you know, the, he basically said, Julio could play, but you know he's he's practicing, and then he deals with setbacks, and then he's practicing dealing with setbacks. I just he's a very risky play. We only saw him play fifty percent of the snaps or fifty one percent of the snaps. 
I would sit Julio for now until we see him produce. Keenan Allen, he has already been listed as out. You know, I wanted to touch on him because we don't know if a setback occurred. We haven't we haven't heard or seen anything from the team announced officially. If a setback occurred, it could be another two to three weeks until we see him return from the hamstring strain. If he simply wasn't ready and walked off with a trainer because he wasn't ready, he may have a shot at returning next week. So just keep a close eye on him over the next couple weeks on his status or anything the team states. Gabriel Davis, he has been coming off the ankle injury. Uh, he played last week, but um, it, you know there was footage. There was the potential that he may have suffered a re-injury. We, we don't know. Um, they didn't announce anything specifically. He has already said that he's pushing to play. So just... Just keep an eye on him. You know, he has a really good matchup this week. So even with the injury, if he plays, I do think he's flex worthy. Um, sit if you have a really good pivot um, or someone like, I know it, I know on paper it doesn't sound like a good pivot, but someone like Greg Dortch I would rather play. Um, maybe Matt Collins. I'll, I'll touch on him in a little bit. But I do, think, um, I do think Gabriel Davis will be a decent flex play this week. Rondell Moore, he's been coming off the hamstring strain. He is listed as questionable. I would sit him if active. We don't know how many snaps he'll play and how he'll he'll uh, play in the offense just yet. Um, the one variable that I think could make Rondale worth a flex play is if Hollywood Brown is out. Um, Hollywood Brown popped up on the injury report with a foot injury on Friday. Now, a little ca- caveat to this, I did see that he was listed as downgraded to a limited participant on Friday, but also a rest day. So just keep an eye on that. I We don't fully know what's going on there. If he actually has a foot injury or if it was just soreness and he got a rest day in, we just don't know. So uh, keep an eye on what Rappaport or Schefter reports um, you know, on his status. If Hollywood plays, if, he, if he's active, I think you start him. He's getting a ton of volume right now. Even with the foot injury, I think he's going to be a safe, at least for your flex. Um, if he is out, I think this makes Greg Dortch a must-play. Hunter Renfro has already been ruled out. This is his second week out now due to the concussion. You know, I, he hasn't been placed on IR yet, but just keep a close eye on him. More so for him, you know, I think we'll find out just how good Patrick Sertain is when he's facing Devonta Adams. I think Devonta Adams continues to get majority of the coverage. So oddly enough, I think this makes Matt Collins uh, yet another good play this week. Richie James, I wanted to touch on him because the Giants are hurting at wide receiver. Sterling Shepard is out all year with the ACL tear. Wandale Robinson has been ruled out with the MCL injury still. And Kadarius Toney is just, you know, he's still been injury prone, hasn't been able to come back from the hamstring injury. So honestly, Richie James could be their wide receiver one. I, I do like Daniel Bellinger more so for DFS. I don't love this offense. It's either Saquon Barkley or Bust here, but Richie James could be um, could be a decent flex play for you. And I, I truly hope there's some team out there that is rolling out Richie James, Greg Dortch, and Mac Hollins in your three wide receiver slots, and you win this week. That would be fantastic. Jacoby Myers, he's been ruled out. He's still dealing with that knee injury. Um, I, I do believe he's close, maybe next week, maybe, uh, maybe week six for his return. So just keep a close eye on him. Kyle Phillips, he's been listed as questionable. I think we still sit him for now. Uh, I know he had the good week one, but Robert Woods is commanding the targets. Um, the OC, Todd Downing, already said he really wants to get Traylon Burks more involved. Burks was up at 96% route uh, snaps last week. 
So I think we keep sitting Kyle Phillips until we see what his role is moving forward. Michael Gallup is making his debut. This is exciting. He's seven months, 23 days out from his ACL. Um, I know this sounds early. I, I hope you've seen my content that I've talked about um, coming off for the, the ACL. I do believe on limited snaps, Gallup has a decent chance of making it out of this game without re-injuring. I don't think he's volatile. Uh, hopefully you're not listening to that content. But um, I would sit Gallup this week just because we don't know 100% how many snaps he'll play. I would assume he's going to be on limited snaps. Um, we don't know how this affects Noah Brown in the offense. CD is obviously the alpha, the wide receiver one, but Noah Brown has actually been commanding a lot of the third down targets, key targets, especially when CD is covered. Um, The other variable here, and typically I I break this up in tight end, but the other variable here for the Cowboys offense is, well, it's still Cooper Rush, but, you know, not only is Gallup going to be debuting, but Dalton Schultz is also expected to make his debut or uh, return from his injury. So, just don't know. Sit Gallup. Uh, you may want to sit Noah Brown just in case. I know some people have been flexing him, but just just sit him for now. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's listed as questionable with an abdomen injury. You're not starting him anyways, but uh, you know I have, I have this weird gut feeling that you know it just feels like a Justin Watson touchdown week. So DFS only, Justin Watson, throw him in. Why not? Tight end, uh, Dawson Knox, he's been listed. You know, he, he had been dealing with a foot injury the last two weeks, and now he's been listed as, with a back injury. He's listed as questionable. I would sit him. He's very touchdown dependent in fantasy. He has a decent matchup, but it's just risky. He's not getting the volume. He's dealing with two injuries now. Uh, I know tight end is thin, but I'd, I'd just play the risk bet and sit Dawson Knox. Dalton Schultz, I just talked on him. He is questionable. If he's active, I, you know, if you have a good pivot, I would play your pivot instead of Schultz. We don't know 100% what his role is going to be, plus with Cooper Rush. How how many targets can Cooper Rush really support? We're starting CD Lamb. I just don't know about Schultz. Um, I'd probably play guys like David Njoku, Tyler Conklin, Gerald Everett over Schultz, but I'd I'd consider playing Schultz over guys like Robert Tanyan, Cole Komet, Mike Gusecki. Hopefully that helps with tears. Uh, Well, guys, that covers all main injuries this week. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. If you have any questions, please reach out, as always, in the Destination Devi Players Injury channel in Discord and follow me on Twitter at jmthrivept for live updates as any injuries occur. And good luck. Hope you come out of this week with a win. 